Bob Shields Hello. and Regina Connolly, Hello. and we are reunited for this spooky step of the journey <laughs> of Charlize Theron's career. It is 2019's animated The Addams Family. Do we have one sound reviews? Ah. <laughs> 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 yeah. It was... It was better than I thought it was going to be. I, when we saw the trailer for this, like, I said it on our Slack, and I was like, <laughs> guys, like, our lives are a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've went, set ourselves up for horribleness, and it wasn't horribleness. That was a fine afternoon at the movies. It was, it was a very fine <laughs> children's movie. Yes. It was an afternoon at the movies. <laughs> yeah. It was much, much better than I thought. I thought yeah. it was going to be terrible, and okay. I would say it is not bad yeah it's it's a solid c minus yeah i might give it a c this is a movie like that when i watched it i had that like oh this is for kids but i'm not enjoying it and like i've seen other movies that are for kids where i'm like oh this is a fun time but i just (laughs) just, yeah like this was a very much like i guess this is not for me and i maybe it felt more jarring because the Adam's Family live-action movies were a huge part of my childhood of being like, these are the greatest. Right, because they were for you. Yeah. Right. Mm. Weird 90s kids. (sighs) Those (laughs) fucking movies. I'm going to try to make this review not just about how great those movies are, but suffice it to say, the animated one, not as good. Well, I'm like the only person in the world who's glad that they like erased those from the internet upon release of this movie so that I didn't watch them this weekend because I probably would have otherwise Mm. and then hated this more for tarnishing my happy memories. But like, it is also funny that like my reactions to this movie is like, why are the characters so ugly? But like, that's the original character design. What? Like from the cartoon, like the comic strip. Okay. So, but to be fair, the 3D rendering of those makes 2D images grotesque. makes it, is probably why it's so in, yeah. just upsetting it's, to it's me. It's also, it was put through, because Bob and I talked about this a little bit, it was put through what I like to call the Incredibles body shape filter. Why do animated things have no feet anymore? <laughs> like, draw a fucking foot on these people. They're so <laughs> tiny. It's like a vanishing point. And I'm like, dude, does their body ever end? Well, I think that the Morticia's absence of feet was kind of funny like she doesn't walk she glides yeah but the thing is like you can make that into a joke mm-hmm. and they didn't really you had to like watch for it you think yeah it was too much of it like you could make that uh into like i was expecting someone to be oh please step over here and she would just like glide to the side or something yeah. but it was never actually brought attention to okay it. well i was thinking of like the the allison janney character yeah like, her like i just feel like they've got that lady incredible like body type where it's like we're drawing ladies with hips now, but their waists are still pinprick thin and their feet don't exist. Her I just think daughter looked exactly like the bad guy in Incredibles 2. Yeah. <laughs> exactly like her. Like, there has to be a shared animator. I just felt oh, like, 
I did not like the character design for this. Not that it wasn't, I haven't seen the original cartoon, but I just felt like the- It's like a comic strip. The comic strip. I just felt like all the characters looked- Ugly? No, like dead-eyed and not in the way that they would like enjoy a plate full of eyeballs because they're the Adams family. Like everything just looked so lifeless. Okay, yeah. I also just, it's so, (sighs) Gomez is sexy. That's like <laughs> yes, his deal. That's canon. Right. It is canon. <laughs> and they cast Oscar Isaac, so someone knows that Gomez right. is sexy. Very sexy. But then everyone else involved in the movie didn't know. Right. Also, he wasn't Morticia's husband. He was her weird brother. Like, right. there was they, no sexual chemistry. Like, the most sexy couple in the history of our culture. No heat. No. How does it happen? And they cast Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac. Right. Right. How does that happen? Right. It doesn't make any sense. A lifeless animation style. Yeah. Right. Did he kiss up her arm one time? No, they, he kissed a dead fish more than he sucked on her face. Gross. Gross. Yeah, it was weird. Um, I So I have never seen the movies. I have, Bob Shields! I, have, oh, I, I might be the only person in the country who has only ever seen the black and white TV show. Yes, which I watched when I was a kid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I feel like this did not do anything new with special effects or like staging that show from the 1940s or whatever mm-hmm. it did. Like, mm. no, nothing new with Thing or anything like that. The Thing in the 90s movies is really cool. Oh, it's, okay. Yeah. It's really upsetting that. In a world where you have, in animation, you can do anything. They mm-hmm. couldn't make that hand right. have as much force of life as they did with an actor's hand. Right. Yeah. Like that's, I mean, again, it goes to show that the the actor who, I wish I knew their name, that the actor who did the hand in the movies in the 90s was a genius. Well, I right. just think like in general, like <laughs> none of the... The cast is amazing. Like it's it's a really it's, it's full of great cast, people. Yeah. It's got Oscar Isaac, Charlize Theron, Allison Janney, Martin Short. It's got great people in it, yeah. and all of the characters have no uh, intensity or charisma to them. Like as characters, I thought Wednesday was okay. Wednesday was the closest yeah. to having, but she was also the movie sort of is like about Wednesday. Her yes. character arc, right? So the the general plot of the movie is that Morticia and Gomez get married in the old country and get driven out by villagers with pitchforks and they want to go to a place where that's not going to happen anymore and that no one will bother them. So they go to New Jersey and they find an insane asylum. When he started that thing where he was like, we're going to go somewhere that no one would ever want to be, ever. Yeah. I was like, here it comes. I thought yeah. it was going to be It Cal- still hurts when it happens. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he was doing that, I was like, oh, they're going to go to L.A. That's not what happened. No, nope. it, has to be more, it has to be more Tim Burton oriented. So Fair. New Jersey it yeah. is. Uh, so they find an insane asylum, they live there, and then Morticia decides to sort of, like, hole up and not let her kids out because she's worried the world is going to hurt them. But then, in a twist that I actually thought was clever and cute, is we see, what's his name? Lurch? Lurch, yeah. <laughs> Watching, like, essentially HDTV. <laughs> and there's a person who has created a whole town of, like, remodeled homes, all in her style, and it's called Assimilation. And it's basically at the foot of the mountain where they live, and so it's like a town full of normals versus them is the plot of it. And we basically learn by the end of the movie that both Morticia Adams was being, like, if if you're too beholden to being uh, outside the norm, but for that to just mean that you're a specific way is just as restrictive as being only in the norm. So uh, by the end, the Adams family extended has moved into assimilation and the people in assimilation have accepted them. And that's a nice message. Yeah. Yeah. There's also the the subplot of the reason that all the Adams is coming back is for Pugsley's saber mazurka, which is like their bar mitzvah, which is 
dancing with a sword. But I, like, and also they had to like read from a book, and I was like, is this movie a thinly veiled metaphor for why Jews left Europe? <laughs> I think it might be. Maybe. <laughs> the, uh, the mazurka was very bar mitzvah Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that they did that I thought was maybe my favorite part of the movie is the Alice and Jenny character, who's the this TV star who's staked her reputation on people buying the assimilation neighborhood property, is that she has like a secret room where she manipulates <laughs> the web and it's like their equivalent of next door where she's like posting things about like the neighbors are the worst and then everyone in the neighborhood reads that and they're like oh they're not even on it that must mean something's wrong with them <laughs> and when they turn on the atoms they have uh, a burning pitchfork on or a, a, a like a gif on their phone yeah of a of a torch sorry on their phone and a burning awesome. pitchfork is a great idea though yeah. <laughs> double double the pain yeah Right. Really uh, gets that message across. Yeah. So in a movie that, like, I felt like I enjoyed the movie the most when it was not being subtle. Like when the, oh, yeah. the movie was like, the town is called Assimilation and the kids the were doing- song? Yes. That, oh, that song was great. was great. That was very fun. Yeah. The song lyrics was things like, why be yourself when you can be the same as everyone else or something like that. Yeah. If except, you s- except made to rhyme. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, say it a second time so that you start to believe it. Yeah. <laughs> like that was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I also like that they, I forgot about Kitty Cat, because Kitty Cat is not in the 90s movies. They're a pet lion. Oh, okay. And they got, I feel like they did some good work with the pet lion. Yeah. Like, I agree with what you were saying before. I feel like they went to an animated movie so that they could do all these things that would be outside the realm of what you could do with live action. And the only things that I was impressed by were, like, the smoke effects from, like, the bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So the things I was talking about is in the car. The reason I think that it's animated or the characters are done in a particular way is because it's easy to animate those without them looking uncanny. Oh. So like you, if you make something that's too like actually proportioned to a human, then it's hard to make it. That you have to animate it Polar well. Express wise. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. You have to animate it well, otherwise it looks weird. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you have something that is grotesque and distorted and bloated, mm-hmm. and you can animate it however you want and it looks fine. Um, likewise, the things that were actually looked best in this movie were not the things that were animated, it was the things that were simulated. So the smoke from the explosions, or like when he got was buried and like came out of the ground. Oh yeah, that looked cool. It looked really cool because yeah. the mud like crumbling away was simulated mud. It wasn't animated. Right. So it was designed to it was just, you know, they gave it weight and texture and it did the computer just made it work. Right. So that's why that's why those looked good and why that's the only things they added to it with animation was things that you could simulate in a computer. Yeah. Like I wish that this movie had a sort of like John Wick uh, indifference to your catching up with what their world is like. Oh yeah, yeah. And it sort of did, but it also just didn't do it. Which the nineties movies have. Yeah, (laughs) but it didn't do like a tight enough job of it. And like, and this for me started at the very beginning where they're driving in New Jersey and they hit a man with their car and they're excited about it, and then they hand him the luggage and then he's their servant forever. And it was just, there are just like lots of things where it's like people get kept getting shot with crossbow bolts into their bodies. And it was like, ah, that's a meaningless. And I just like, I just felt like there wasn't enough of a, like so many things had no consequences to them. Yeah. That it made the other things feel weightless as a result. Like nothing was really like tethered to like a tight worldview. That always really upset me as a child, the the vague immortality of the Adams. Yeah. I did think it was nice that she had a seance where she could talk with her dead parents. I was like okay, jealous. So I gotta say, the th- my favorite thing in this whole movie was literally as I was walking in, is like the the opening sequence is 
Morticia and Gomez getting married. And so she's getting ready to get married. And she dips her hand in an urn that says mom and uses this eyeshadow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and then dips her, her hand in an urn that says dad and uses it as blush. And I was like, this is great. I was wrong. <laughs> this movie is great. It's not great. But it's not as soon as that happened, I knew the movie wouldn't be terrible. So I, I like that sequence as well. I also enjoyed that her earrings were uh, a medical staple. Yeah, that was upsetting. <laughs> and the sound effect that they used was gross. Yeah. I assume it was actual stapling. <laughs> like a pig's foot or something. Anyway. <laughs> the lurch singing Everybody Hurts thing was funny. Too. That was very yes. funny. And that's, so that's my who is Keanu. Is that I think... Ah. I feel like there had to have been a conversation... Given when this movie was produced in the Keanu sense, they had to be like, who can, what, where can we throw Keanu into this? In the way that Snoop Dogg plays Cousin It. Yeah. But but from the red room of Twin Peaks. Right, exactly. I mean, that's, that's appropriate. Yeah. He's honing it in from there. (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like having Keanu play Lurch would have been a, a good use of him. Yeah. For a, a win win. Yeah. The one thing I didn't like about Lurch is they got the context of you rang incorrect. What do you mean? So in the TV show, he would uh, they would summon him, and then uh, he would come in the room and go, you rang. Right. And it was because they wanted something. Yes. Whereas when someone in this, someone would ring, ring the, the doorbell, doorbell, and he would say, you rang. That doesn't rang. make as much doesn't sense. doesn't make sense. Why would you be asking why someone rang the doorbell? You are absolutely right. <laughs> it's implicit. Exactly. Yes. So I was like, that's weird. That is weird. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would play, who can play in this. Well, you have to. It's our podcast. I can't think of a thing. Well, you have until the end of this recording. You can just agree with me also. I'm right. (laughs) That is true, yeah. I'm, like, I hate to do it, and I... I'm gonna replace Oscar Isaac in the vain hope that there could be any attempted chemistry between the two of them. But that, like, that character design was just... It was just so not sexy. Would you replace the character design of... Yes. Of, of Gomez with an animated version of Keanu. Absolutely. <laughs> Voiced by Oscar Isaac. Voiced by Perfect. Oscar Isaac. Perfect. That's what I yeah. would All right, do. you've solved it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I second that. Yeah, that that's what I would do. There are a lot of things I would change about this movie. There was one moment where I was like, this is creepy. And I know that, like, kids, it looks like they have, like, bigger heads than adults. But there was a moment at the end where, like, Wednesday had, like, saved the day. And then she was next to her mom. And her head was, like, the size of her mom's, like, face and upper torso. And it was so (laughs) disproportionate and strange that I was like, ugh, this is gross. (laughs) But not in the fun Adam's Family gross way. There weren't very many. I think about 50% of the sort of gross joke things. Joke like events. Yeah, joke like events. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a JLE, if you will. <laughs> were were actually clever and funny. Like the app with the uh, the torch on it. Yeah. Was, uh, okay, that's kind of funny. Or I was trying to think. Lurch saying everybody hurts. I was like, that's funny because especially as he like cleared his throat. Yes. The time, I was like, great. But other than that, it was mostly just people throwing knives at each other and stuff, and there wasn't really an awful lot going on in the actual context of anything it was just he's gonna blow something up yeah uh, yeah again i think part of it is like the lack of consequences make jokes not land yeah like Mm. out of nowhere we see pugly like flying a rocket with like a rope of reins like it's a horse and he's just like blowing up a bunch of stuff in the house you're kind of like okay but it like it doesn't register with anyone right it's not upset it's just kind of all yeah and i think it's supposed to be like a fun action sequence but because it just like ends and goes somewhere else 
I think like there were good ideas in it. Like I like the, I like the theme of sort of the assimilated neighborhood uh, and the message of like, you have to be different, but also find out what that means for you. Right. And, and in the case of Pugsley, he, he wanted to be different in that he likes explosives and not no swords. swords yeah. yeah. And that's his way of being himself. And also like his way of moving forward. I will say, I feel like this is the first thing, like animated movie I've seen that incorporates like social media and technology in a way that felt genuine. Uh, yes. Yeah. And not like mm. an adult being like, I think this is what social media does to kids. Well, it's funny that they use the like most square grown up social media mm -hmm. there is. Well, that's the thing, <laughs> is that it, it wasn't about what social media does to kids. Exactly. It was about what it does to adults. Yeah. Right, and that's really interesting. I, I, so I like that. And yeah. Also, I, oh, yeah. as someone who's not on next door and finds it fucking creepy, I can't. I cannot understand why people use that. But people are super <laughs> into it. They right. just want to hear their neighbors say something awful. I guess that's um, upsetting to me. Yeah. That's but the I, opposite of what I want the internet for. <laughs> I also did like the line, and I suspect it's a thing that I'll say when Wednesday's friend Parker was like, "What's your favorite filter?" <laughs> Wednesday was like, "I always look like I'm black and white." <laughs> Showed it. Yes, true, and it was funny. That that was good animation. That was clever. Yeah, that was, I also like that joke. her friend. Uh, and also, I'm sorry that every time I see a kids movie, I think it's about a lesbian awakening. But like, yeah. Wednesday oh. has a crush on her. Yes. Oh, they are in love. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then because then I I knew that like Wednesday like literally like sniffs the air and like as she rides her bike past and is like, who's this thing that I'm in love with? Right. Yeah. yeah. And then, but when Parker then gets all goth, mm -hmm. that's when I was like, Oh, they're both in love. Yeah. They're yeah. in love. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, the part where, um, the popular girl in school gets her <sighs> comeuppance. That was awesome. That was great. So that I thought but that thing is, that was a great, premise for how she would get like bring the frog yeah. back to life I was like that's really clever they were about to dissect frogs in science class and instead Wednesday Adams brings all the frogs to life and, and then they like, do her bidding and then they do her bidding and I was like that's really clever but I I thought it was cheap how she just suddenly had a big contraption I oh thought, sure I thought she was gonna like use a power strip and some forks and like yeah. bring in the frog to life like out of phone materials yes so like she just suddenly all of a sudden had a big uh, so Frankenstein yeah. machine. I was okay with that because we could hear the clanging and banging of her building it in the background. And for me, it was a moment of, it was aesthetically pleasing to see right. the like juxtaposition of her Frankenstein machine with the like normal school. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I let that slide. Well, that but was, I did like that sequence I also too. liked yeah. the scene before just when the bully was bullying Parker and Wednesday was like, <laughs> I, I don't remember what, what mean street thing she said, but basically she was like, see at the flagpole at three, but in a cool way. <laughs> right, yeah. Someone like, it was something like, you better not step to my peeps or something like yeah. that. Something along those lines. Yes. Like, it's something I would want to show improv students about status. Yeah. Yeah. There are a couple of things I was, like, hoping would pay off, and one of them was when the bully put the moldy sandwich mm -hmm. in her bag. I was like, Wednesday's going to take a bite out of that sandwich. She did. And then she did. Mm -hmm. Although um, she also poured a soda on it, and it was bone I was also like, thought yes. about that. Yeah, and, and shook also, it up. shook it up, and it yeah. stayed together. Yeah. And it didn't drip. No consequences. <laughs> right. The other thing I thought that was going to come in is that is the, uh, the house has a spirit, like a... Oh, I like uh -huh. that. ...has the get out spirit, <laughs> which, is like, which I think is a really funny like horror trope. Yes. But it, when 
I knew it was going to happen when they were all going to have to band together at mm-hmm. the end. I thought there was the house was going to beckon them into like a safe part of the house by oh. saying, get in. Oh, that would have been much better. Yeah. I like that it, it just hid in a pond. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then came back just in time to repaint the exterior. Depinkify. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pink's I, a gateway color. That was very funny. I also, my, I think one of my favorite lines is when the homemaker lady was like, look at this amazing house. And it was a very boring generic rancher. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Also, I like liked when Morticia poured coffee down the toilet to feed the spirit <laughs> coffee in the morning. Oh, yeah. So, like, there are a couple of good jokes. I liked yeah. uh, Gomez eating coffee crap. That was good. <laughs> I also think they, like, could have cut the entire beginning sequence. We could have just opened with them already in a family and understood that, like, they had been persecuted before. Yeah. Also, wh- just lime in the coconut? What? Yeah. Oh, what was that about? So, I know what that's about. That is specifically a reference, I feel like, only to that Nicole Kidman and uh, <laughs> Ocean's 8 lady. Sandra Bullock? Yes, that's what she's most known for. Practical Magic, where yeah. like they're witches and they sing to that song and around the kitchen island. Yes. So I think that that song, strictly through that movie, has a oh, witchy a, connotation and that's reference. why it got pulled in. Oh. Because I don't think that song normally has any occult references I, other that's, than... I, yeah. I certainly did not. And also, why reference that song? Like, who is yeah. that for? Like, the grandparents in the audience? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me? For... <laughs> for seeing that other movie? Yes. Yeah, so I, yeah, I think... <gasps> oh, she's eight <laughs> <laughs> Award winner Sandra Bullock for Ocean's Our Lady of Speed. <laughs> um, there are a couple of jokes that really badly missed the mark. Yes. Uh, there was one where Gomez goes to get the coffee grounds and he says to the girl behind the counter, What's dark and wet in here except for yours truly? And I was like, Oh, God, that's gross. Dark and bitter. They say dark and bitter. That's much less gross. Oh, I think it's dark and wet. (laughs) No, and he also he was talking to a black woman. I was like, that's awful. (laughs) Dark and wet is so unpleasant. (laughs) War. (laughs) I thought the entire character of Fester was a nightmare and horrible. It did not work. And maybe that's the part from the '90s movies that I most like because Adam's Family Values, the sequel, mm -hmm, is better. And he is a central character to both, really, is what I was trying to say. But also having him end up with Alice and Danny at the end was just like... I I wanted... She didn't get a comeuppance. I was like, she ended up happy. And I was like, no, you need to see the end of Toy Story 2, like him crying during a commercial. You need to see her, like, debasing herself, doing Mm -hmm. something else, like weeping about doing something. Like, she didn't have a comeuppance at the end. Right. Was there... No consequences. For her? There were no consequences. <laughs> but yeah, no. Uh, Uncle Fester, I, I thought was was rubbish most of the way through, except when he did his follow up song. Oh, the, that in was the band funny. with the hat. oh yes, I yeah. my hat to you. <laughs> yeah, also, the kids that. in the audience loved that part. Right, yeah, that, that was, was they good. were laughing so hard at his head bobble thing. Yeah. and like, I just feel like vocally was like so portraying a different in a different world than yeah. everyone else mm-hmm. and like not to just demean the woman of the podcast but I felt like particularly it took me about like 40 minutes to stop thinking that Charlize Theron was doing an impression of Angelica Houston's performance oh yeah oh yeah uh, and even to some extent the same with it just felt like this is a shadow of those characters oh and Oscar yeah. Isaac too and I think yeah. Oscar Isaac was very much like I'm gonna pronounce it Morticia and my work here is done he also called <laughs> yeah. her Tish yeah and I was like say the whole 
I have a theory that every character in this this movie had their dialogue recorded over one weekend. I read you had an actor come in, they recorded their lines, and it was done. That sounds that sounds very correct. That's yes. likely. Well, was yeah. it Martin Short who was Fester? No, no that's Nick, Nick Kroll. Kroll was Fester. Oh God! Yeah, never mind. I was gonna like, <laughs> but I just Martin felt like, Short's one of the grandparents. Well, Martin Short would have been better because I I felt like the Fester felt out of character with everyone else because he was such like a big animated person mm-hmm. in some ways, but not. I don't know. It it didn't work. It didn't work. I really <laughs> want Bob to watch the '90s movies. Oh, now. I would like to watch them. We yeah. should do a Coda episode of Bob being like, yeah. "This was better." Yes. Yeah. But uh, but also, are they like that's those are two movies right. where I do not know if they are as good as I think. They're they gonna hold up. It's, it's like me with Short Circuit. I'm like, I don't think that's actually that good. Uh, it has an important place in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, I don't even remember the plot of the first one. It's that Fester comes back. And they don't know if it's really him. Yeah, but the second one... The, f- the second one <laughs> is truly... Just just Wednesday Adams smiling and yeah. everyone being horrified. That alone is worth the price yeah. of admission. That yes. moment is peak. Yes. Yeah. Best Thanksgiving movie. Oh, so good. Yeah. All also, right. ahead of its time. Ahead of its time? <laughs> Which time? <laughs> <laughs> I also liked that they had a Migos song over the end to remind me of the Adams Family rap with MC Hammer. I did not know this. Oh, it's over the credits of oh, the Adams Family. Because in the 90s, all movies had a rap accompaniment. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Also, it felt to me like that song was the poor man's version of the song about how family is important from the animated Spider-Man movie. Into the Spider-Verse? Yeah. Yes. And I, I think was... there's a lot of songs about how family is important. I know, a lot of these lyrics seem exactly the same. It is a well-worn theme. I don't know. <laughs> oh, it was a Star Trek episode. Never mind. Uh, okay, so what's your Star Lee's Zenith? Because I we talked about this as we were getting set up, and you guys were like, I don't know, but I know mine, because in the theater, I was like, oh, there it is. It All right, well, you should you go. You have to go first. At the end, when Allison Janney's character is getting her comeuppance that never has consequences. Correct. It's revealed that she has built cameras into everyone's homes so wednesday exposes certain truths about people so that they'll know it's true and she says to this one woman you sit backwards on the toilet and she says well where else would my arms go <laughs> but then a anyway, good joke like event. <laughs> it was a good joke like event but then follow up to the joke like event is that the woman comes up to the adamses and says like i'm so sorry i didn't introduce myself yet blah 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 and Morticia says, oh, you're the toilet woman. <laughs> In her beautiful, you know, refined voice. And it was great. That's my that, Charlie Sanders. That is the right answer. Yeah. 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 That was probably the best line in the whole movie. Yeah. I think the only, the one that I was going to pick is a thing I already referenced, but when the house screams at her, like, you must get out. And she's like, you're so cranky until I give you coffee. I thought that was one of the only times I felt like the actors were in the same room with each other. Yeah. When they recorded. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I thought her seance scene with her dead parents was decent. Yeah. Just like, because she, her character has like empty nest stuff going on, like losing Wednesday. And I think that she effectively communicated that. In That's her true. performance. The, Teenage the, girls and moms. Yeah. The problem I have with that scene is they worked in a poor connection microphone not working joke. Oh, yeah. Like technical issues with the seance. And I was like, this doesn't, you don't need to do that. No. Like, would this movie be improved by a prison riot? Yes. Sure. Yeah. I was surprised there wasn't one. Yeah. They've got a dungeon in their house. It's set in a, there's house in the insane asylum. Yeah. That, yeah. that 
riot would have been way more interesting than the the wedding sequence. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm, I was very surprised that the, the villagers did not go and attack the house. Right. Prison rioted up. Why yeah. not? Why not? It, it, it's kind of a lame conclusion that it has with the catapult. Uh, I, during the wedding, when they t- took out a catapult, I'm like, why do they have a catapult? So then it was funny to me that the villagers had a catapult oh, yeah. In, yeah. The, in the future, or now, present, whatever. Let's get the town catapult ready. I did like that, yeah. <laughs> no, Eber, no, we can't talk about Ebert or Mieber because he's no longer with us. I don't think he would have liked this, I gotta say. Yeah. It's just very boring. I also, and like, I don't, maybe this is just me, like, now that I have nieces and nephews and watching them grow up, but there were just like a lot of kids in the movie that I'm kind of like, is this entertaining for them? They seem real young for it, but at the same time, like, nothing really untoward happens in it, but I don't know. I was just like, I was confused. Yeah. yeah. I don't totally know who this is for. Yeah. It, I think it's, it's sort of quickly animated and distracting for young children. Right. But it doesn't have the smarts to be, a, for, like, to be appealing to adults. Right. I think it's nostalgia value only is what appeals to adults. Right, but it seems to everyone who has nostalgia for any version of the Addams Family seems to find this repugnant. Right. Yeah, but you know it's going to be a franchise. Like, Yeah, well, so that's yeah. the other thing is that apparently they already greenlit a sequel. Really? Yeah, because it made a lot of money. Because, like, when Bob and I were planning this originally, we were both, like, we assumed this made no money. And we were, like, we got to go see it before it gets out of theaters. I'm, like, oh, they'll keep it open until Halloween, even if it's making no money. And then I, would like, went to check and it was, like, oh, never mind. Yeah. This is making a lot of money. Okay. So. Yeah. I think it's I think it's on the appeal of the cast and nostalgia. Yeah. And also, this is kind of, like, a until Frozen 2 comes out. It's like yeah. What else are you gonna take your kids? What are you to gonna see? take your kids yeah. to see? That's fair. Um, well timed because yeah. everything else is a horror movie, right? This month, yeah. Or Oscar bait. Well, it's gonna be the new Hotel Transylvania. What's the next Charlie's movie that we have to see? Bombshell. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's what I was worried about. <laughs> I think Bombshell is gonna be good. I hope so. Okay. This is me putting it on record. You can give me a hard time later when it's bad. I do think it's gonna be weird looking at her. The the posters are strange face. Yeah. Like, yeah. do we know what, did they, do we know what they how did? How they did it? Yeah. I don't know how they okay. did it. Okay. Is it like face swapping or? Is it a deep fake? Yeah, yeah, basically. I don't know. Or did they just tape her jawline? I think it's that. I think it's makeup. Okay. Well, but kudos to the makeup. I think it's, these days. guys, it's sheer force of will on Charlize's <laughs> part, okay? She <laughs> acts so well, she changed the color of her eyes. <laughs> Similar yeah. to Pugsley, who just said beard and had a beard. That was very funny when his mustache when he failed his mazurka and his mustache <laughs> fell out in shame <laughs> <laughs> that was good. and that just was on his chest <laughs> that was pretty good yeah all right uh so we have to rank it all right i know where mine's going okay go ahead mine is going in between two unrelated movies it's one below reindeer games and one above the burning plane interesting so where are we talking? How how far down the list is that? So this is like the bottom third. Okay. Interesting. Top of the bottom third, but still. I think this is kind of like the dead middle for me in that like, I did not, I was not actively annoyed by it at any point. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to put mine below that thing you do and above the burning plane. <laughs> Okay. I originally, often the way that we do this is like, is it better than similar movie? Yep. And mine was a, like Astro, Astro Boy, Boy yeah. right? And at first I was like, oh, it's better than Astro Boy. But then I looked at all the things that I rated Astro Boy as better than, and it's Astro Boy better than I remember it being. 
Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'm I'm not gonna say that. Um. So I'm gonna go with um. This is uh one better than trial and error. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, below uh two days in the valley, and I I wavered on that. Which would if I did put it above two days in the valley, then I would put it one below Gringo. Oh God, that was a movie. Yeah, Gringo lives on fondly in my memory. Yeah. So I think I liked that movie more remembering it. Yeah, <laughs> actually also, watching it. Also, you have Two Days in the Valley oddly low. Well, there's so much that's stupid in Two Days in the Valley. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yes, Two Days in the Valley does have higher highs than this does. For sure. I guess it's got James Spader having more sex appeal than any of this movie does. Yeah. So, anyway, very middle of the road. Extremely, okay. yes. Yeah. But not necessarily a waste of time if you have kids. Right. Certainly. Uh, or you're homesick. Yeah. I don't I mean, there's a lot out there to watch if you're fair, homesick. Fair. Yeah. If, if you want to put something on that you don't want to watch, it's a good background Right. Movie. Yeah. I would watch Adam's Family Values again every day for the rest of my life. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever need to see this. Yeah. Bob, go watch the old movies. All right, we'll do. Okay. Robin, <laughs> plug your thing. Oh, go listen to my other podcast. It's called The Number One Movie in America. You can listen to it anywhere the podcasts are, but you should probably listen to it on the iHeartRadio app because they let us record in their studio. Nice. Ah. Nice. And I assume this movie will not be on that podcast. Nope. <laughs> Unless something weird happens this weekend. What's yeah. the number one movie right now? Let me see. I don't know. They redesigned Box Office Mojo, which is causing a genuine crisis for our podcast. <laughs> what a time to be alive. It's Joker is still the number one movie in America, unfortunately. Well, that's depressing. And this came in slightly behind Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Yeah. A movie that should be so much better than it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well. Cool. Until Christmas, then. We have one last thing we do. Thank, Thank you, you, Charlies! Now you heard the Theronathon. Every word of the Theronathon. It just occurred the Theronathon. I hope your heart was stirred by the Theronathon. And that your kitties purred at the Theronathon. Your curiosity spurred by the Theronathon. You're turning into a nerd for the Theronathon. And if you flip in the bird at the Christopher Lloyd? Christopher That's a lie. Oh yeah, Lloyd Alexander, uh, author of the Pride and Chronicles. <laughs> what dragon book is that? It's not a dragon book, it's a bunch of Welsh legends and it includes things like the Book of Three and the Black Cauldron. Oh, the Black Cauldron, I read that. That's the second book, I don't understand why that got made into a thing. It's because even as a child I was insufferably like, I'm gonna stick to the books. <laughs> no one can judge me for not knowing how to pronounce Elinly. Fucking Welsh words. <laughs> Come Hard for the well. It's E I O L. Anyway, it's spelled away. <laughs> do, do you know how to pronounce it? I don't. Okay. I, in my head, I always pronounce it Elon Way. I do not believe this is correct. I'm sure there's it's a probably C-W. like Jess. I was gonna say it's probably Steve. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Princess Alonwy.